Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. I'm considering letting the elf come, the elf on the shelf come to my house this year. Oh. I'm considering writing to the Postmaster General and asking Mm. them to send one. And Liz. And maybe this is sort of fitting, but... So worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles, but it does take away today's peace. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Hey, Liz. Hey, Cal. How are you today? You know, like the sun is shining. The tank is clean. The sun is shining. <laughs> the, ta- the tank is clean. The tank is clean. Um, it's unseasonably warm, which for two car reviewers in Missouri, I'll take. I will take. I'll take as long as I can get. Yeah. Because all these like car reviewers in Miami and in Los Angeles, like they don't know what it's like here in the Midwest, in the flyover states. What do you think? Do you, would you rather do a tour in the blazing worst day of summer or the frigid, windy, snowy, cold? It's such a good question. Because we've had to do both. Because when you only have the car, maybe we have uh, it set up at a dealership one day or you're getting it sent to us. We, we can't just be like, oh, let's just do it another day. We have to do it today. What would you rather do? Hot or cold? I'm going to say hot. What are you going to say? Yeah, I agree with hot. But the thing that makes it difficult, it's it's not just, okay, let's quickly do the outside and then, then we'll get in. It's, hey, let's install three car seats. It's the car seat installation. Yeah. And other people just, other reviewers won't, don't have those issues. We have those issues. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't be who we are. We wouldn't have this audience of people if we weren't doing the most. Yeah. Yeah. I am uh, not looking forward to the snowy cold but that's why you just have to batch it so i have to batch it so i have to go to the auto shows and guys we've tried to find an an indoor space it just doesn't work trust no i will find find one eventually we need like a huge garage or something and it just doesn't you know it doesn't exist for us but we need a huge garage that's empty you know what but even a garage wouldn't be that warm no and ultimately it's a kelly and liz problem not a carpool podcast problem so like we'll you know figure this out later but cal what do we have planned for today's episode today's episode is jam-packed um so we're gonna do a millennial word we are gonna do a great eight a listener submission great eight i'm really excited which is awesome Mm -hmm. um we're gonna do an advice question and we're going to do industry news ditch the drive dumpity doodah oh dumpity doodahs so without further ado let's get into the millennial word of the day where we learn gen z slang so we can be less, less lame. lame and today's word is eight oh eight and left no crumbs eight and left that means you killed it you slayed it you did such a good job correct i will read the urban dictionary definition just to give more context eight and left no crumbs means that a person popped off in a good way they killed it almost as if they took all the talent and skills and did not leave enough in the world for everyone else example person a sings amazingly and surprises everyone with their amazing skills person b oh my gosh she ate that and left no crumbs for the rest of us yeah i I like it i like it too i think it's cute i get it it's something you get right right away i still don't understand coded and i think that's the thing that really bothered me is like ain't no crumbs i can understand it makes sense my brain you know i don't need an origin story for it it's like they took all the talent there's nothing left for anyone else to have they were so good uh coded still confuses me I was re-listening back to our episode, and I'm like, I am moronic. I do you ever listen? You listen to our episodes, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's healthy for me. What do you mean? <laughs> well, just like the re-hearing the syllable thing. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. 
Kel, you're not an idiot. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. You're not an idiot. Don't say that about yourself. I'm just saying syllables are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Kel, syllables can be really hard. How sometimes. many syllables is Kelly? Two. How? Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. No. James. Kelly. Elizabeth. I can do, you know, your name's obvious. I'm saying there's some <laughs> there's some words that are in the that are in the gray area. I'm just saying, and I before we go further down this, if you were maybe listening to the last episode and you didn't like how you came across, maybe we should stop this conversation before maybe we really I, know. I that. feel like I'm kind of like digging myself a grave, but it's also like keep digging until you get to I don't know. At what. this point, let's just keep digging. Let's move on to our dump where we share whatever we want to talk about because here's one thing i do very well is oh i mom very well yes kelly you do a lot of things very well no one's telling you you don't i am a great mom and i started doing this thing for my kids and it is first of all it's a it's a low lift it's a low lift win. it's a low lift luxury it is iconic and my kids are obsessed Tell me more, Kel. You're well, all queued up. You know what you're doing a really good job of? What? Is teasing things. You started doing that in the tours, I've noticed. I have started doing that in the And tours. you just teased this, this, you just teed us, teased us it's up. It's just building suspense. It is, yeah. You're good at building suspense. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Okay, so my kids are really good players, and I do pride myself on that. I mean, I think a little bit of it is my kids. I think I also do a very good job of encouraging play in my house. Yeah. By having like a lot of yes zones by I find with my kids, like if I start a game with them, then I can easily leave. Like I started playing hair salon with Hattie and then I skirted out of there. I see. You yeah. know? Yeah. I you sk- got her going. You said I the got story her going up. and I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I left. So George is such an incredible kid. Like his I'm obsessed with him. His mind is so fun. He's so creative. He's probably going to be an engineer. Like he's gonna, he's just very, very I can't even think of the right word. He's just so George, you know, George. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I started this thing. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, this is a great idea. And it's an invention box. Uh huh. And it's just all of my trash, for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. So think like formula containers, um, a berry container, just anything that like I would throw away or recycle a water bottle. I've started saving some stuff. I did a spice empty spice containers i washed them out and i got a giant tub like a big like tub you'd put like kids clothes in like a storage tub and i'm just throwing invention things in there okay and then on a rainy day i'm taking the invention box out i'm opening it up and they can just build inventions yeah so what what i feel like you need more in the i love the concept like i have started saving stuff for you as well um but like I feel like they need more pieces to it. So like tape or maybe little yeah, like well, no, things I, to put in the things. So like, I told you about the masking tape that I bought. Okay, like I so bought a pack of 12 tape, yeah. on ma- It was the best five bucks I've ever spent. Masking tape. My kids play with it for forever. Like they love tape. They love to tape things on their walls. It's just tape's such a win. Masking tape is such a win as a mother. Um, we and should then, put that on our um, Christmas gift oh, guide. Oh, on our gift guide. We yes. should do that. Masking and tape. then I have like, I've saved a couple of like ribbons here and there. But okay. I really think like, it's just not my my job to to do that. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe if they get an idea and they're like, mom, this would be really great. Yeah. You can be like, yeah, I can get that. But my kids you. are very much into right now, like just like putting things in places. So I mean, like George has these like, um these like tackle, like containers, like that we would keep like tackle in. A tackle box. <laughs> 
tackle box mm-hmm. but it's just like a clear plastic okay one. yeah yeah yeah. and he likes to like organize the little things in there like he just like finds little like things to put in there and hattie like loves to like take her stuffed animal and like put it in a box and then carry the box around like they're just so into that so i think like if i present them like when i pull out the invention boxes i'm not gonna pull out all the time no yeah it has to be and, like we're not just gonna have trash in the living room like that's not that. yeah yeah but like i'm gonna be like hey let's go to the garage or let's go to the backyard or let's go to the living room i'm gonna put out a quilt because i think you have to contain things and we're going to make inventions. I love it. I know. I just like it. My kids I are think just it's such a good idea. I can't wait to get to that point to have kids where you can like do stuff like that because I'm really trying to um, reuse things and not just like, like your green girl journey. I am in my green girl journey. I'm trying to just reuse things and not just buy things off Amazon for one specific purpose. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I want I, I don't I don't need the aesthetic we've talked about this. I don't need the aesthetically pleasing, um, clear organizing bins. Like, no, I will just um I will just find something I already have and organize within that and then maybe eventually I can buy it. Just like I always feel it's the consumerism that it's all, consumer I feel like it's coming for it's coming for your there's house. There's just always what was it the other day? Okay, so I kind of want to grow um, basil on my window windowsill this winter. Um, and I was like Googling it and it was like, oh, buy this pot just for growing basil. I'm like, can I just use a, like a mason jar that I already have? Consumerism. Probably. Yeah, I can. And I just, so I'm just trying to reuse things. No, it's just having like a simple and functional home. And I really think in a way like Instagram has been very damaging totally to people who think that these houses are not meant to look lived in mm-hmm. yeah i'm just any, any that's where like your house just has to function for you like i mean not to bring her up like a hundred times in an episode but like that's one time naptime kitchen said on her stories like she used to have a bed with like a bunch of throw pillows and stuff and then she never made it yeah and then she always had pillows on the ground so she's like make the things you want to do easy i have four pillows on my bed which is probably too too many yeah. And like it's to me that's just fine. Like do I do we all love a pretty looking bed? Sure. It'll be really fun like I go to ho- a hotel room. Yeah. But I would just rather have a simple home that's very functional. And, and I like your bed like still if you want go get the super nice luxurious bedding. Just don't have the 80 pillows. But exactly. have the nice hotel have nice exa- things but not so have few nice things not so many cheap things yeah and just like love your things like love your items i know i've really been thinking about that lately and anytime i'm trying to add something new to my house i'm like what can i do on this wall that would also serve a purpose and not just look pretty and sometimes you need a wall Mm -hmm. or or a shelf that just looks pretty but i'm really trying Mm -hmm. to like think through all that so well and it's also that feeling that you get i've talked about this before and i think you know we're entering this season of consumption and like i'm we're not i'm not the poster child for it like i do i have sometimes a daily amazon delivery yeah yeah are we gonna do last three transactions on the next episode yeah we are yeah we are we're not perfect no we're not perfect at all but one thing that i like to try to like be really intentional about lately is using things to like to completion totally so like what 
Like, I have a lot of lip glosses. I'm a lip girl who likes a lip oh, gloss. yeah. But, like, can I just... Can I get an empty lip gloss? How good does it feel to have it feels an empty thing? So, like, I'm working on this with lotion right now because I have so many, like, random, like, lotions. Like, I got a hand lotion here. I got lotion for Fred. I got lotion for... Why do I have these lotions? It's, we're, yeah. we're ridiculous. It's like, we are going to use this lotion every night. Because, one, I'm going to use what I have. Because I don't even end up using lotion every night we're gonna use this lotion I'm, I'm i'm leaving it front and center to the point where it's like it's now part of my home yeah. decor until it's gone yeah and i'm yeah. using lotion we're using it every night until it's empty you know and then I, it's gonna go in the invention box yeah exactly for the invention box exactly i saw this uh reel the other day and it's kind of like the perfect example of consumerism in general and what we've been talking about <laughs> a lot lately not us this is never podcast know where it's getting kind of deep you know um but it was talking about what a scam uh baby specific laundry detergent is and here's why here's why it's a scam why don't you why aren't you just buying the baby lo- or the baby one or the the low the one without the dyes and colors and everything why aren't you just using that for your whole family if you don't want to put the blue mm-hmm. uh laundry detergent on your newborn baby why would you want to put it on your body so instead of being like let me buy a separate type of laundry detergent for my baby just get your whole family used to using the cleaner one right you know and like consumerism and like that is not a super interesting thought but like it is certainly something that i feel like most of us have experienced when we brought up a new baby is we went and we bought out special laundry detergent and we like would wash the baby's clothes separately and it's like just wash them all together all in the good the baby specific stuff right and can we just also give a shout out to Thriftmas though? Because I haven't really talked about it a lot. Because honestly, Thriftmas is harder to do when you have what? No, the, I was gonna say keep going, keep going. Yeah, Thriftmas is a little harder for me this year because you know my kids have specific wants and needs, yeah. and George is George is hyper focused on getting a peacock. Which like guys, help me thrift a peacock. Like I don't know what you want me to like a toy peacock. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's tempting tough. when I can just order it on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm but I think like with with thriftmas which makes it so fun is even if you lose you win like thrift one thing for for one person mm-hmm. like and and like you saved money and you cut back on waste and like you used nice things like just thrift one thing yeah thrift one one book for your kid okay you win yeah no it's so true so hattie's getting an american girl doll desk i found out it wasn't that vintage it was just like it, i mean it's nice it's the molly desk from American Girl Dolls. Oh, so it is Amer- it's for American It's Girl American Girls. Girl Dolls. Okay, so Kelly and I went to a... Uh, Thrift store. No, antique, antique shop. Sh- antique shop. Freaking loved it. We had such a blast. I bought a little picture frame because I do the same thing that you do with my Christmas cards where we display them every year. Granted, I only have two. Um, but I bought a beautiful frame for $1.99. Guess how much that frame would have been at Target? Thirteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was a huge win. Yeah, but then like I brought my frame off Amazon because I didn't think to go to the antique store. So, you know, we're just we're always learning. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. To what? Um, To our great eight, which oh, I'm yeah. very excited about. So the great eight is a game that we play where we pick a category, pick eight things within that category and then debate them until we have a winner. We haven't done one in a second. No, it has been a while. And so um, we I don't ha- even know what this topic is. We had someone submit submitted. This is from Elena. She submitted it on June 12th and this shows how long ago since i've checked this part of the email so thank you for writing in elena um but it is the great eight of things you took for granted as a kid and she even gave us the eight so all we have to do is just play elena's game so here are the eight things that we took for granted as a kid summer break 
having someone make every meal for you. Have we not done this one? No. Okay. Living with your parents slash siblings, the magic of Mm. Christmas, not having to pay bills, socially acceptable to watch TV all day, getting to see your friends at school every day, or and playing outside. Gosh, this is so good. I almost want to like swap one of these out for just like having the ignorance of what goes on in the world. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Let me see the list. Let's swap out um, socially acceptable to watch TV all yeah. day. Because I don't think it really is. It was not socially acceptable in our household. No. Our I dad still went, can't sit on the couch for like... One time our dad came home and he cut the TV cord. Yeah. <laughs> like to the back of the TV. Yeah, we didn't have a TV for like months. <laughs> Which I think I, if I had to guess they regretted that. That was harder on them than us. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because then they had to entertain us. I know, we need to ask mom. But she didn't, because here's the thing. When you have five kids, you actually just... Also... Actually, I had to entertain you guys. No, I actually had to, because I had to do puppet shows for you clowns. Um, Okay, let's uh, battle them off. Okay, I'll do it, because you know I'm much better. Yeah, you're so much better at me. Okay, let's do... Summer Break versus The Magic of Christmas. Um... Uh, for sure the magic of christmas i think yeah i think summer got kind of boring yeah and it's just like christmas is so fun it's so fun the best part about christmas the magic of christmas is you do get to relive it Mm-hmm. i'm i'm considering i'm considering letting the elf come the elf on the shelf come to my house this year oh i'm considering rest writing to the postmaster general and asking mm. them to send one that would be pretty fun i know i think my kids would love it yeah but i might wait i haven't decided yet okay let's do living with your parents or siblings slash getting to see your friends every day at school i think it's living with your parents and 100%, siblings. 100%. i mean i just it was so fun having everyone be home and like it was so this goes up to like way past your childhood because I remember Tyler and I didn't live together before we got married. And I remember like coming back from our honeymoon and like going to our house and like not to mom and dad's house. And like it was disgusting. <laughs> I yeah. wanted no part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never lived like in an apartment. You no. lived college, I lived in- mom and dad's house, you're in Tyler's house. Yeah, I never and I like I lived in like a sorority house. Like I never like had a pot and pants. So, like I was excited to like live in my own house. But the way then it was like sending like, what do I wear? Who's picking out my outfit? And then like we would go somewhere. I re- I'll never forget. Like we we were all going to dinner and like you all my sisters were driving together. And like I had to drive with my stupid husband. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's different. It, it, was, it was so much different for you because we were all still at home. And now it's like even for me, like no one lives at home anymore. They're all in college or graduated. Yeah. And it's just very different. It was just. Not yeah, fun. for sure. OK, not having to pay bills. Versus the ignorance of what's going on in the world. Kind of feels like the same thing. Um, I'm going to say ignorance of not. Yeah. Because paying bills, that's also like, well, then you'll, that also kind of goes along with not having to have a job. But it's also, there's something not fun about paying bills, but there's something fun about having money. Yeah, that's true. Like, I like remember that, like, when you were a kid, it was like, you couldn't go buy a pack of gum. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, and now at least like when you have a like you've seen those reels when it's like having adult money and like they buy like a mermaid tail. Yeah. And that's kind of funny. 
Okay, let's do, this is our last one, playing outside versus someone having someone to make every meal for you. Oh, someone to have make every meal. Yeah. This first round was easy. I think the second round was going to be really hard. Make every meal. Oh, man, it was so great. Mom was such a good cook, too. Or Gosh, is a good cook. My kids, it has been, uh, it's been, there's been highs and lows this week in the Stumpy household for dinners. It's like, they eat it all, they hate it. They eat it all, they hate it. Yeah. Mm, it's tough. Okay, here's our final four of the great eight, great eight of things you took for granted as a kid. The magic of Christmas, living with your siblings slash parents, the ignorance of what's going on in the world, someone making every meal for you. Liz, let's do the magic of Christmas versus the ignorance thing. I don't really get that. I mean, I just think it's, this one's kind of broad, so I think we should just get it out of here and give it to magic of Christmas. I agree. Yeah, I, just don't I don't really know how to go there. Okay, that's fine. Some, some days be like that. Okay, living with your siblings versus someone making every meal for you. Well, so now this is tough because living with your siblings, while we look back on it fondly now, I'm sure you guys pissed me off a lot. Um, on the same flip of the coin, I'm sure mom made meals that I wasn't interested in eating. Um, so like they, they both have goods and bads. Yeah. <sighs> This one's really tough. I mean, it's really nice not having to well, think about Well, because I don't food. know if I would actually want... If I had to, like, pick one to go back to today, I would rather have someone make every meal for me than go back to living with you guys. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I don't know if it's... I think I look back on it much more fondly. So, yeah. So, but the question is, did you take it... For, which one did you take oh, for granted Oh, did take more? for granted? Well, that's... Hmm. Subjective. It is subjective. Hmm. Should we call a sibling? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking maybe let's call Sydney. Yeah. Because I could really go either way. Okay. Okay, we've got Sydney on the phone. And Sydney, we're playing the great eight of things you took for granted as as a child. Uh-huh. And here's what two are stuck on. Living with your siblings and parents, someone making every meal for you. Which one which one did you take for granted more? Because, like, as you're living in mom and dad's house as the only child at home right now, like, do you wish we were all there? Or, no? No, I think I, it's not that, I think I enjoy where we are more in our place of life. Like, it's not, it's different, but I wouldn't say it's, like, as taking for granted. I would say it's having someone cook, cook you a meal every day. Like, I'm just, like, the fact that I have to come up with what I have to come up with for dinner for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and, like, I get more, that. Yeah. Burden, and, like, it's a bit more, like, Oh, nostalgic living with you guys but like what the burden of having to come that's exactly what i was yeah. thinking and yeah. like sydney calling it a burden while she lives at home yeah is um a lot well i i'll have you know, have you know I, I cook mom and dad's dinners for them these days <laughs> so, so so you get it so you get it so you've been enjoying crocktober with us <laughs> yeah all right thanks Sid. Okay, that's okay. that's very yeah. true. Making every meal because you know it's not just the making; it's the thinking. It's and it's the, the cleaning it's, up. It's not cleaning that you didn't up, have and it's to... the going to the grocery store. It's all of it. Yeah. Okay. It's the mental load. Okay. Magic of Christmas. Someone making every meal for you. Mm. Toss up. I'm gonna still say making every meal for you because I do think I'm experiencing the magic of a Christmas round two. You get it again. You get it again for the rest you of get our. Get it on the back until side. your mo- until you're our parents and you have a daughter living at home again. Potentially, you will never. You will have to make every meal. Yep. Okay. Making every meal. Okay, Kyle. So now it is time for our. That in- would be a great segue to ditch the drive-through. Why don't we just do? Oh, that? we can do just a drive-through. I have a write-in. Let's just do that. Oh, I have your phone. <sighs> 
I just think like let's get it while the getting's good since we're making you know since we're doing the thing making the yeah. making the food okay so now it is time for ditch the drive through where we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut and this is a submission and if you would like to write in your own um you can do so by writing into hello the official.com okay she doesn't have a name for this one so it's probably jen but it's really good no she has a name her name <laughs> yeah. is Paige. She didn't name the recipe okay it's a crock pot recipe this is not the is not part of crocktober but it is a special mention so what you need is one ranch packet one au jus gravy packet i'm already in one pack of boneless pork chops, garlic powder to season with your heart, one can of cream of mushroom, one can cream of chicken. Mix it up, cook on low for six hours. So good with Bob Evans mashed potatoes and your fave veggie. Is it pork chop? It's pork chops, boneless pork chops. In the crock pot. In the crock pot. Okay. I've never I've never done pork in the crock pot. Yeah, we just did pulled pork. But this was this oh, is different. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It, this that, fe- that one didn't turn out this very feels well for different. me. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't let it cook for long enough. Oh, well, you got to do that. I know. It's kind of like the only thing you had to do on that recipe. I know, but you know, you want to just start at the wrong time of day. Anyway, I thought that sounded really good. That does sound really good. Hmm. I mean, my crockpot's working overtime. My crockpot is working overtime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, and now are you ready for... Are you ready for advice? Yeah, um, are you ready for our advice question? I am ready for our advice okay, question. Okay, let me find it for you. It's a really good one. After going back and forth, I've decided to leave my full-time job to be at home with my three kids. I currently have a Jeep Grand Cherokee L that I pay over $900 for a month. Please don't judge me. I need to sell it and find something cheaper. I have some time to make the decision. I have some time to make a decision about it all, but I... But what might be my best bet wise if I have to get something with over 100,000 miles on it? I have three kids in car seats, two are facing. Thank you for your help. Sincerely, a former teen mom of three and soon to be former teacher, Jen. Jen, I chose what do you this, think? I chose this question because I think it's very... Um, first of all, I'm not judging you for paying $900 for a Jeep Grand Cherokee L because I think a lot of people are in very high car payment situations and i wanted to and i'm not saying that this was jen's scenario but i just wanted to take this time as an education piece to talk about what happens if you can't afford your car anymore and like you want to get out of it Mm -hmm. because it's not as easy as you think unfortunately so a lot of the times when people have payments this high which to get a jeep grand cherokee l to be 900 bucks a month i almost have to make the assumption that you had negative equity from your last vehicle that you then rolled into this new loan because Mm -hmm. a jeep grand cherokee l should not be 900 bucks a month okay based on like what the MSRP is. Yeah, so unless you did like very short terms or have a very high interest rate. So all that to say is when you try to, when you, if you either roll in negative equity or if you try to get out of a car too early, you can put yourself in a really bad financial situation. This is not financial advice because I'm not a financial advisor, but this is just what happens. So like, let's say you buy a car tomorrow and the payment's 900 bucks and then like you're 
seven months in and like something happens and you're like, I can't afford this $900 a month payment. It can be very difficult to get out of the car because then you have to take that car back and try to trade it in. And it's very likely that the car is not as worth as much as you owe, which means you're going to have to take negative equity and carry it on to your next loan. So in one, it's that that's going to make the next monthly payment more expensive. But also when people are going to downgrade vehicles for a cheaper car, sometimes the bank is not going to let you tack negative equity onto an older vehicle. Stick with me here, okay? Are you following me at all? Yes, a little bit. I think this is like really good that you're so ignorant to this because yeah. I think like if, if I can explain it to you, I can explain this to anybody, okay? Okay. So let's take Jen's example. She has a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee she's paying 900 bucks a month for, okay? She, she goes to the dealership to try to trade in for a used Honda Odyssey and they tell her she's $5,000 Seven five thousand dollars upside down on her Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Okay, she's looking at a twenty thousand dollar Honda Odyssey. So then she would have to take that five thousand dollars of negative inequity, put it on the Odyssey, put it on that. That's twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, the bank's like that car's not worth twenty five thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to loan. I'm not going to put a loan on that car because it's not worth twenty five thousand okay. dollars. Okay. So that's why a lot of people who are what we call so. <laughs> It can just make it difficult to sometimes downgrade, like more difficult than people than okay. people think. Because one, you your your car's not paid off. You owe more than what it's worth. And not only now are you trying to get an affordable payment on a car that can't carry negative and negative equity, just makes things really difficult. Okay. So a couple of things. One, you've got to try before you make any sort of like new car purchase, you really got to make sure you're not stretching yourself on the monthly payment. Like I just think that's very important to note but it does happen sometimes so my advice would be one to try to pay off the car as quickly as possible and i know that's going to mean sacrificing in other places but it's important because you can't you can't get upside down and you can't get crazy mm-hmm. right um and then I, I also think it's it's important to to really find a good bank and a dealership that you trust to kind of help you get out of this situation and you kind of can't be quite as picky about the car if you're in the scenario because it's all about what the bank's going to allow you to to finance out basically so i don't know if that's what's her i don't know if that's jen's scenario or not but so i'm gonna i I wanted to say that piece but now what car would i recommend for three kids with over a hundred thousand miles on it i just did this on my instagram story i think i saved it to my highlights a honda odyssey Mm -hmm. honda odyssey i love being a consumer reports member and i think the live i think your local library should be able to like give you a membership for free i don't know someone look into that i got a couple of dms that said that okay but i would find a good model year a good used model year that has above average reliability and then what's cool about being a consumer how would she find that she goes to consumer reports app or website you have to be a member to get this info oh, okay and then you type in honda odyssey and you go to pre-owned and it shows you all the years you click on a year and then it says predicted reliability it'll okay. say like average above average poor whatever and then it will also tell you what the most common issues for that car are oh. so like you like look at a 2018 honda odyssey it's above average reliability, but there might be some issues with like the timing change or like whatever, the timing belt. Then you would go look at a Carfax of a 2018 Honda Odyssey and like cross-reference it with the predicted problems just to make sure that car wasn't having any of those things. Okay. Make sure it has, you know, good service records for being an old car with a lot of mileage, a lot, lot of miles on it. And then I would kind of go that direction. Perfect. Any other cars you would throw out there for her to take a look I at? I mean, a part of me, like whenever I get these questions of like, you know, what's a good car for under $20,000? What's a good car over 100,000 miles? It's like what car you can find, you know? Because yeah. like they're all so, it's all so dependent and subjective on the specific car. 
Mm-hmm. It would be it, it's like it's too hard to, to give it like one blanket answer. But it's like, what okay. card did you find? For? How about this? How about this? Throw out some good uh, to fit her through a cross scenario. Maybe that oh, will like an old jumping. body Honda Pilot would be a good one. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Old body Honda Pilot would probably be my number one because I think the Honda Pilot's reliable. It's still a good size. I think the minivans are also oh, the minivans tend to be more affordable for still getting a big car. Like, so basically you get like a nicer, newer Honda Odyssey than you could afford Expedition. Like the right. minivans are always going to be cheaper. Yeah. And the midsize category is kind of tough because not all can fit three across, not all have the bench seats. So I think the Honda Pilot. And then if you wanted to go smaller, like a five passenger car and like really, you know, save a lot of money. Um, I think the Subaru Forester is a great option. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think that's, I think that's certainly sufficient. Okay. Anyway, I hope that was, I hope that makes sense. I hope that was helpful. Probably wasn't. I think it was, Kel. Stop kicking your... Stop talking negatively about yourself. I know. I am having some negative self-talk lately. What is up with that? I don't know. I've been feeling a little down. Kel! It's okay. Don't feel down. No, it's fine. I just... I don't know. Just like feeling a little down lately. Well, you know, we all ebb and flow. We all ebb and flow. And I think especially when you have like this career, it's, you know, some days you're the hot new thing and some days you're washed up. You know what, Kel? I I was going to save this for... Fast lane philosophy, but I think it would be appropriate okay. for right now. Thank you, Elizabeth. And maybe this is sort of fitting, but it kind of has to do with just like worrying about things okay. and everything. So worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles, but it does take away today's peace. That's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop me from worrying, but I think. But you know what? Maybe in the moment you can think about that. Yeah, and say. I don't know. That didn't really do much for me. No. Okay. Let's move on to industry news where Kelly smells the hot tea going on in the auto industry. Okay, guys, listen up because there's actually some decent ones out there right now. Okay. This is a story that I don't totally understand, but I just want to read the headline. I just don't understand the science behind it. Oh, okay. Keeping AM radio and EVs could cost automakers $3.8 billion. The Center for Automotive Research found that reducing the electromagnetic interference generated by EVs can distort AM signals and could lead to added costs for vehicle manufacturers. So, like, they might take AM radio out of a car. Well, really, why is AM radio for the for the white noise machine? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, just put it on Spotify. Yeah, but then you can't scroll your phone. Why are you scrolling your phone? Because I'm parked in my driveway. You can scroll your phone and have something playing on Spotify. I know until like I want to watch an Instagram reel and the white noise goes off and my loud voice comes popping up and waking up your baby. Anyway, AM radio. It's also like really electric cars. It's like you have. It's like the AM radio is going to be the thing. Yeah, that's going to be the thing that you have. to. You guys can't. We can put a man on the moon and we can't have AM radio and electric car. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Okay. But I'm also okay with it. Anyway, just a story to watch. Okay. We'll but, see what yeah, I don't know if anyone cares. I don't know if anyone cares. This is also from Autoblog. Cars and trucks with the best resale value after five years. Okay. These 10 cars hold their value the best and depreciate the least. Okay. The average five-year depreciation in 2023 is 38%, but that's almost an 11% improvement since 2019. Electric vehicles depreciate the fastest at 49.1% over five years. So all that to say is one, electric cars depreciate quickly. Duh. I've been telling people that forever. Mm-hmm. 
Two, depreciation has improved because used car prices are still high from what they were in 2019. So that so again, this kind of goes this kind of like is relevant to the advice question I answered because you do yeah. have to pay attention to vehicle depreciation. Because if a vehicle is going to depreciate 38% in the first five years, are you going to be paying off 38% in the first five years? Because if you're not, if you did extended mm. terms, if you didn't put money down, then you're not. And then you're going to be upside down in five years. Yeah. And, th- and that is where people get in bad situations. And that's where you guys follow me, my families, whose needs are changing within five years. That's why you have to forecast your family's growth. Because I had three kids in four years. If I would have bought a Ford Expedition on my first kid, I would have, I would have felt crazy. Yeah. Right. But if I would have bought a Volkswagen Atlas and it depreciated 38% and I only paid it off 32% in five years and I put too many miles on it and I got an accident, it wasn't as worth as much anymore. I would be in a bad scenario. Yeah. So anyway, here are the vehicles that held the value the best. And spoiler alert, they're not the most family friendly. The Porsche 911 only depreciated 9%. Okay. The Porsche 718, 17%. The Toyota Tacoma, 20%. The Jeep Wrangler, 20%. The Honda Civic, which is shocking, 21.5%. The Subaru BRZ, 23.4%. The Chevy Camaro, 24%. The Toyota CHR, 24%. The Subaru Crosstrack, 24%. And the Toyota Corolla, 24%. Hmm. So, kind of interesting. It is interesting. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> do you need a snack? Yeah, I do need a snack, actually. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks for sharing your industry news. Well, that news. was industry news where I spilled the hot tea going on in the auto industry, and I thought it was kind of hot tea, so don't be mean. I didn't say anything. You're projecting. I am projecting. Um, I'm hungry. Okay, we'll get you a snack. On that, we're going to give a shout out to the um, Honda Pilot moms. If you drive a Honda Pilot, it is your turn to head to the review, review section, t- sound off. We've never done a Honda Pilot. No, I'm, I oh, I just straight go to the um, Facebook page now because everyone's leaving once and the there's a lot of comments on this honda pilot thread so if you drive a honda pilot guess what it's your turn head to the review section leave us five stars and tell us why you love the pod all right guys thank you so much for listening to the carpool podcast and we will see you on tuesday thank you for listening to the carpool podcast with kelly and liz make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode and if you enjoyed riding with us tell everybody you know there's room in the car for everyone